Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Headlines say that the Democrats are praising their latest spending bill for giving money to the IRS. Republicans, of course, counter that headline with an attack that their IRS will hire 87,000 more agents. This is an equal opportunity offense opportunity. (laughs) I think both parties are missing out on a bigger issue. Time to think again. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Well, it is time to think again when it comes to the IRS, where we actually are. What does this all really mean? And is there a better way to get all of this done? Jay Evenson, of course, is our inside source when it comes to rethinking this kind of stuff. And he joins us on the line. Jay, thanks for jumping on on a Monday. Well, thanks, boy, for having me. Uh, You had a great piece in uh, Deseret.com talking about what we're missing in the Inflation Reduction Act, specifically when it comes to this whole area of the IRS. And, of course, it's a it's a talking point back and forth over rich people paying their fair share, uh, agents, you know, doing targeting uh, rich people versus average people versus entrepreneurs. Uh, give, give us the status. And then I want to go into a little bit of history in terms of where we've been and maybe some lessons that we could use to march forward. Sure. Well, you outlined it pretty well. Um, but the truth is that uh, neither side is, is really correct. I mean, they're, they're both kind of nibbling around it. Um, Democrats say, well, this is going to make uh, rich people pay their fair share. And it's true that um, there are some tax cheats uh, among the very wealthy. Uh, and um, part of that is because the IRS says, well, we don't really have the resources to go after them because they use the complexities of the tax code in order to evade um, taxes. Uh, and uh, Republicans say, well, this is you're going to hire 87,000 new agents, and that's not correct, but they are going to hire uh, some new agents, uh, and um, the Republicans say, well, they're going to go after average taxpayers. Well, they already are going after average taxpayers, and um, there are uh, the, the IRS itself is saying that we, we tend to go after the lower-income people because they're not taking advantage of these tax complexity. So I thought, gee, you know, maybe the problem here is the tax complexities. (laughs) And maybe what we need is a simpler tax code. Um, You know, I I looked it up and and, um, it's it's thousands of pages of tax code. And they said, I read one source that said it would take the average reader 14 weeks 
to read through it all. And that's not just, you know, having it by by your bedside at night and reading a little bit before you go to bed. That's reading continually for 14 weeks day and night. So wow. that's the real issue here. Yeah, the complexity is is always the problem when you're talking to over 75,000 pages. Uh, and interestingly, even in uh, what the uh, president just signed into law, they actually added to the complexity rather than simplify it. Yes. So you've got new credits for the purchase of electric vehicles, uh, new and used. You have uh, tax credits for solar panels. They've added a new alternative minimum tax for corporations based on book income. Now that, you know, if you can explain that sentence to the average <laughs> Americans, um, that that alone speaks to uh, how complex this is. And, and all of these are adding to the tax code more and more complexities, making it harder and harder for any one person to really uh, understand it all. Yeah, I, I, I remember a, a stunning moment when when I was a chief of staff in a hearing where they had the world's foremost tax experts testifying before Congress. And uh, one of the, I mean, the leading expert was asked, you know, who who does your taxes? And he has a firm do it. And it was he's like, wait a minute, you understand this better than anyone. He says, no, I could never sign my name to it because I would never be sure uh, that I got it right. Uh, and so those complexities, yeah. I, I think, are just so troubling. You actually went back 25 years uh, to look at maybe a period where at least the conversation was happening in a little different way. Well, exactly. We forget about this. Of course, 25 years, I, I keep forgetting 25 years is a long time. To me, it seems like yesterday. But <laughs> this was uh, this was 1997, and uh, the Senate held a, a number of hearings on um, nightmare scenarios involving the IRS. In fact, CNN described it as uh, Gestapo-like tactics employed by the tax agency. And I went back and I looked at the, the transcript from this uh, hearing, and uh, these were these were IRS agents um, that were were saying, you know, we're going after people in ways that are just not ethical. Um, and in one case, uh, this one woman said, uh, our, "Our agents don't believe that you can exist on less than twenty thousand a year." Because this is going back to nineteen ninety-seven. Um, but because of that, they insist that anyone below that level must be cheating by understating their true income. And so they were going after people who had no uh, assets and uh, no way of, of, of uh, paying for what they They were living life on the edge as it was, and the IRS mm. was pushing them over the edge. Now, that was a long time ago, and you can argue that, well, there have been reforms and things since. But when I listen to KSL, I hear a lot of ads on there for attorneys that represent people who have, are being hounded by the IRS, and there must be they, they must be drumming up some business from people that this is actually happening to. Um, so I, I, I think we still need to worry a little bit about the IRS overstepping its bounds. And if we had a simpler tax system, uh, we might need a smaller IRS in yeah. order to uh, in order to. Uh, uh, police what's going on. Yeah. And let's, and let's get to that because to me, that's the real crux of this whole thing of why is it that uh, neither Republicans nor Democrats seem to be interested in doing the one thing that I think everyone could agree on. Let's just make it a little more simple, a little more straightforward. Uh, and I, I think the revenues will come in. We, I mean, we actually know the revenues have never been higher in terms of collection from the IRS. Uh, but I think we could have a, a little uh, more level playing field and uh, maybe a little more accountability 
if both sides would uh, reject the special interests and say, now we're actually going to make this change. Yeah. And so there are a lot of people, there are a lot of difficult things that you have to get into there. And, and there, there are a lot of tax credits and tax breaks. Uh, and each one of those comes with a lobby, right? And yes. I mean, even, <laughs> even, even your mortgage deduction. And there are some people who say we should do away with the mortgage interest deduction or the charitable deduction. Um, and you're, each one of those is a real heavy lift. Uh, and so, we have a lot of built-in complexities. We, we have them even here on the state level where we, uh, we, we give out tax breaks to corporations to come uh, move their businesses to Utah. And uh, each one of those adds a layer of complexity and, and makes it harder to really collect just the taxes that we need in order to run government. It's interesting when, when President Biden talks about going after the, the wealthy here, the, the Congressional Budget Office says that this bill, this Inflation Reduction Act, would uh, add about $200 billion in new collections from the wealthy. That's over 10 years. So that's, according to my math, $20 billion a year. Now, we have, uh, we're running currently about a $1.5 trillion budget deficit. That's a rounding error. I mean, you take $20 billion off of that, when we're running a $1.5 trillion budget deficit. <laughs> so. So we have to put this in a little perspective here, too, as to what this bill would do. Yeah, absolutely. Great insight, as always. Jay Evenson uh, from the Deseret News. It's a great piece. We'll post that today as well and uh, actually try to get us a little closer to the the actual issues that would actually solve the problem. Jay, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. All right, a lot of great insight there from Jay Evenson. Uh, And again, a lot of this is because there are so many lobbyists for every single loophole and every deduction, uh, that's why they're hard to get rid of. The sad thing about what has just been passed and signed into law by the president is that it adds a significant amount of new loopholes that the wealthy and the well-connected will obviously use. That's just being smart. And while the middle class and those that are struggling at the margins have no way of being able to understand or take advantage of those because they can't hire an army of lawyers and lobbyists. Uh, I think it's real simple. Get simple when it comes to taxes and we'll eventually get it right. And then we can get on to figuring out how we fix the spending problem as well. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.